1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yat Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company.
0: For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Woo! Welcome back to the Real Down. I'm Jimmy Skinner. I mean, Brian Schiller. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what's up buddy what's up what's up mr drew i finally get to uh do uh the reel down with you so i'm excited man i'm excited know,
2: man i'm excited too i'm just i'm just chilling here uh no reason not to be excited when you're in lacrosse wisconsin like i am so super god's country super blessed man. that's right it is man i've never been here before my first time so uh, oh really so, yeah first time i was hoping to fish uh fish last year for the hobie Bo the bass but uh covid and all the changes in in the world and my life just never allowed it so um yeah
0: first time i'm
2: excited dude i was out there pre-fishing today i know we'll get into a little bit of that later but it's it's beautiful there's plenty of fish here there's no doubt about it so i'm excited to see if i can't dial it in find the real juice within the juice (laughs) to catch some, some bigger ones
0: I tell you what, the guy to watch out for up there is Jeremiah Burish. That is, he is the stick up there. So, really, uh, watch out for him. If you see him on the water, f- keep following him. I know he listens, so he'll uh, he'll be watching right. out for you.
2: <laughs> what's, what's he fishing? Out of? What's he fishing? Out of? What color is this? If so I can know if, it, if it's him or not.
0: <laughs> uh, he's in a bonafide. Last know. time I saw him, I think it was a gray one. So just watch for him just watch for
2: him (laughs) yeah sounds sounds stealthy he's like incognito kind of being you know can't (laughs) see those gray ones from from far away so
0: right right right, right all right cool man well uh no real like big events last weekend so we're gonna we're gonna dive into the fantasy um you know since you came over to paddle and finn we kind of you know jumped on board with you and ken and and working on the fantasy game shout out to uh Susie Roloff for keeping that all updated and getting it all caught up, and uh, I know she's been grinding it out every week, trying to trying to keep the stats caught up and all that good stuff. So, uh, what do you want to st- you want to start with uh, yeah. the top ten? Bert?
2: Yeah, let's do it. And uh, you know, you can post it, and I'll I'll post this as well uh, to sort of promote this episode. But first, let's explain what it is. A lot of you guys are playing the game, so you you get it. But basically, um, you you pick six anglers, right, at the beginning of the year. So at this point, you know you got to look forward to next year to get into it. But the reason why we're talking about it now, is so that you can get excited about playing it next year, you know, because Susie's keeping up with it really well. You know, Palin Finn's going to be, you know, really pushing it, and you know, I'm sure we're going to have uh, a little side pot for all the all the hosts or something, right? You know what I mean, like a side league, right? Sure. So uh, yeah. we got to put some money in there. i got to have a little competition. <laughs> and um, so basically you pick uh six anglers and uh, there's a salary cap. This year there was a salary cap. I think it was like $50,000. And we set the salaries on all the players based on how they did the year before. And the points are through basically just the money earned. So when, when you're cashing checks, you're, you know, if you get a $10,000 check like Jody Queen did at the, uh, what was that? The, the beginning of the year, he won the ten. Then yep. you, if you pick Jody, you would get ten thousand points for your fantasy team, and it's just total. So, what I want to do, actually, I forgot to, to also pull up who is leading. Let me look and see who's leading, so we can.
0: Do you want uh, me to share the old one or the new one first?
2: The Let's share the well, the new one real quick. I want to see uh twenty twenty one. I want to see. The leaderboard. If I can pull this up, here we go.
0: I'll pull it up uh, on so, the screen as well.
2: So here we go. Yeah, if you can get it on the screen, and I'm talking about not the money list. Actually, this is actually the leaderboard. That's what I forgot to send you. So this is this is. Um, I can share my screen if you want. You want me to do that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. do that, do that. If yep. it'll
2: work here, I know I, I'm on some some shoddy, uh, you know, Wi-Fi here <laughs> in the at this cabin, but I think we can make it work. So check this out. This is uh, how it looks, guys. So this is, like, all the people who are playing. I don't know if you can see it yet or if it's on the screen, but there we go. There we go. So the – and some people don't use the real name, but obviously you can tell down here, you know, Brad Hicks is uh, in 10th place. So – because he <laughs> says B. Hicks. So Steel City Slickers are in first. If you click on their team, you'll see that he's got Russ, or he or she, could be a she – uh Russ Snyders, Brian Howe, Ryan Lambert, Jamie Broad, Shane Williams, and Mark Pinagraph. Well, clearly he's you know riding. Well, all three, all four of those have done done real well for him. Um, sure. earning, you know, Russ is the leading money earner at this point. I think Mark is like third. So, you know, and Brian Howe is probably like fourth or fifth. So that's a good a good team right there. And then if you go back, let's see. Let's uh whoops. And I get to.
0: And Mark Pendergraf was the one that won the Bass Nation yes. Championship, correct? Yep.
2: That's right. So Phil Robertson, let's see. Now I don't know why there's only four people showing up on his team. Maybe he just hmm. picked four people. Yeah. But but he's got Jody. He's Russ got one myself. of the most
0: important people, though. True so, Gregory.
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm holding my own, dude. I'm at twelve thousand twelve thousand bucks to so hold my own for for you know not fishing. As many as uh you know some people are able to and and sure. not winning not even winning yet you know right I'm I'm impressed that I've got that much for not having a win. Oh Ryan tine look at this guy. He is uh, again only four people showing up, so I don't know if that's some, something's off with that or what. But you get the idea. Um, let's see if we go to like you know Brad Hicks would have done it right. So, so <laughs> where where did he go? Wasn't he just on there? Yeah. And tenth, where'd he go? What's That's going weird. on with this thing? Yeah, where, where does team go? It's glitchy. It could be glitchy. I thought we had this all, but square. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. I could have done something wrong and gone to the di- different thing. But anyway, oh, so,
0: did you maybe go to twenty uh, twenty?
2: I maybe was. Maybe I was in the wrong, the wrong one. But let's go to the. Um, Here's all the players that are in it, and then the stats. So just so you know, those do the cash winnings. Uh, this is this year's stats, just so we have them here. Um, and just so you know, guys, the way you, you're able to get in the game, actually be a person that's in the game and, and be picked, is if you cash a check the previous year in any of the three national tournament trails, this game is only following Hobie, Bass Open Series, uh, the Bass Nation Kayak Series, and the KBF trail series. That's it. Just the three national trails. It's it's like impossible to create a game for all the local and regional. And if any of these anglers here fish a local or regional, it doesn't matter what they win. It doesn't get added to this. So this is just money earned on those national stages. So right now looks like we got Russ at $26,000 last year. He was at 40 and we'll pull up those uh, stats from last year too. what everyone ended at. He was at 40 something thousand. And he was t- technically first in last year um, in the, uh, in the game, but actually technically not because Matthew Conant uh, was really the one who earned the most. Cause he won the KBF national championship, but Conant was not in the game, but you guys get the idea. Yeah. Right. Um, Jody queen was second. Uh, is, we're currently in second with 25,000. Pender Like you said, 20,000, he won the, you know, the bass championship Ewing minor. has got a couple wins and, I believe a couple wins, and then or maybe one win in two seconds, but he's up to $16,700. Brian, Brian Howell at $14,000, he has got a win. I'm sitting there at $12,600. Uh, don't have a win, but Cody is right below me at $12,000. Has a win for sure this year. But I believe KBF Trail Series win. Uh, Nate Gloria won. He won something earlier this year, I believe. Guillermo won. Uh, Nate's got $9,800 for those listening uh, on the podcast and aren't, aren't watching this. Guillermo Gonzalez has 8,500 and Rick Garvaglia, 6,717. That rounds out the top 10. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so a lot of – and why we're doing this is just to kind of show, like, there's nowhere to pull all the stats from the three trails together. You know, if you got the the NBA or the NFL, I mean, whatever, the PGA Tour, all their stats are right there because mm-hmm. it's just one tour. We're pulling all the money together so that, A, we can follow along with everyone's progress highlight and promote these anglers, which is going to be a, a big part of continuing to grow and build the sport. Yeah, you know, we got to grow and, and, and just promote our stars. We have to. That's the way Bass and anybody, I mean they they promote their stars. It's the Seth Viders, the Chris Saldanes, you know, the, the guys, the Polniks, they they really highlight those stars. We've got a lot of cool characters and and, and great anglers and guys with incredible personalities in our sport. And we got to promote them. So, this is just something that Ken and I created to tabulate it all. And we can have fun doing it because it gives everybody out there a reason to follow along with all of the tournaments, right? Yeah. And I know. Yeah. We don't don't have TV or anything to follow a stream, but we do. Tourney X is still pretty addicting to, you know, hit refresh on, you know? (coughs) And, And obviously, you can follow all the anglers on social media. You can watch the live stream with Hobie. You can start to get to know these guys. And one day there will be live streams. So, that's, that's, kind of where it's at right now, but um, I'll, uh, I guess, pass it over to you and see if you want to pull up the uh, last year's stats, just so we can see uh, again, keep in mind, Matthew Conn, was really the top earner. Now this year, something is cool. Susie is adding in anyone who was not in the game. So no one uh, was able to pick them this year. If they win, then she adds them, right?
0: Yeah. So yep. now,
2: so this year is all accurate. Like the money list is a true money list. Accurate. So, the only event that's not updated is the last Bass event, so Mike Iconelli's name will show up very soon with whatever he won and whoever yep. else cash checks there. But you can see last year,
0: yeah, um, last year Russ Snyder's forty-one thousand two sixty-seven, Ryan Lambert thirty-one thousand six hundred, Jody. Quinn. Champ, yep. Yep. I think
2: the thirty thousand. That was at the Toc. Um, yep. So those big events are where you really need to have the anglers that win those to really win the fantasy game. So.
0: Yeah, and I think uh what Russ Russ won um this would have been twenty twenty, right? I think he won a, a championship or something last year, uh trail championship or something along trail. those lines.
2: Yeah, I think he might have won the Trail Series Championship. I think you're right. He definitely yeah. was winning, won AOY and any money from AOY goes into this as well. And the ten vitational and the ten that counts towards this as well.
0: Yeah, Jody Queen had uh, 20, 24,017, Drew 21,736, Cody Milton 16,785, Jackson Orr was in that top 10 with 16,196. Man, that kid won a lot of money oh, last yeah. year. He Derek did. Brundle 15,173. Jordan Marshall, 13,243, Ron Champion, 12,000, and Corey Dreyer yeah. with 11,075.
2: Yep. Those are all the anglers that were over 10,000, and that's – is that the top 10? I think it basically is. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's – it's a cool thing, man. I, I just think it's just cool to promote our stars and, and really, um, you know, they can use this. They can go and, and reference this uh, as well whenever they need to and, and kind of just – I know a money list isn't really, um, you know, it's the closest thing we have, though. You know what I mean? It's, it's to, like, sure. showing a sponsor or showing someone, like, you know, you can, I can say, for example, right now, hey, I'm, I'm the current reigning Hobie Bass Open Series Angler of the Year, and I'm currently in second. But it really doesn't show the whole picture of all that I fish, because I fish the Bass Nation stuff, I fish KBF, you know. So, it, that's kind of the closest thing we have, where it brings it all together, where you can really see, and is it a little bit um, a few people? It's a little bit un not unbiased, but unbalanced, I guess. Because if you do win, like Matthew Conant won one event, right? That huge KBF National Championship, and was over sixty grand. But you know, it's the biggest event. You know, we have the biggest payout. So sure. Um, but anyway, it's pretty cool. And uh, hopefully, the further we get towards the this winter, uh, where I know we're going to build up a little prize package. This is all free, guys. We're just kind of doing it for you for you guys. Um, free just something to follow along and i know the trails are getting better about giving getting us the payouts like right away so that we can have mm-hmm. it updated by monday uh, because i know when tournaments are over on sunday you probably want to see what your fantasy team is looking like and and next year i'm hoping that you know if a lot of you guys are friends and local kayak fishing clubs across the country like tournament clubs or just fishing clubs whatever you guys can put in a pool of money and compete against each other you know what sure. i'm saying because you can actually create your own separate leagues when you join this game, you can create a separate little game between you and just your friends. And then you're also in the overall, you know, league. (coughs) So that's that's the ultimate goal is to get everyone excited about it, give them a reason to watch all these events and uh and cheer for their favorite anglers, you know, and because on this show we bring on all a lot of these anglers, obviously that win they're on this show. We're trying to get you guys to get to know them and give you a reason to become emotionally like invested and attached like every sport that's successful that's this that's the secret sauce I'm telling you um you know I got my master's degree in sports management I don't know if you know that Brian but I'm I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah it's I'm a huge sports guy nut and and that's why I'm I really love talking you know like in debating with Armando and you guys about <laughs> how the the structure of all of these tournament trails should be set up but um anyway that's just something i'm passionate about and one of the secret sauces for sure is to to get an emotional attachment a tie a, you know to the viewership uh, the fans right to the athletes okay and that's why they promote their stars like this they need you need a tie that's why bass it's unfair in some ways but they do promote certain anglers a lot more um yes because they're winning so they have the excuse Well, they promote them because they're winning but also because they have a Uh, the personality that sort of just just fits it. And it's hard to promote a hundred in the Elite Series with Bass. It's hard to promote the 89th guy out there, you know what I mean, that's not really winning. It's it's like people can only cling on to so many, you know what I mean, so many people. That's why you mostly – the average person knows the names of the quarterbacks in the NFL or at least some of the big names and some of the big running backs and wide receivers, and that's it. You don't know who's the left tackle. You don't know who the guard is or the place kicker you just so anyway we're trying to get that in in kayak fishing and hopefully this will help and you guys are enjoying it out there who are playing it but it does no good if we don't keep it up to date as quickly as possible and that's also trickle down from the leagues trying to see that hey we're promoting you guys so get us those payouts asap so we can enter them and (laughs) i think we're we're finally there man we're finally there with all the leagues and with you guys taking it over so i'll shut up and let you uh add yeah
0: no it's cool and like you said it it's it's a good way to uh get folks like following along like this is the only spot that all three of those trail series are combined so it's kind of unique uh in its own fashion i think Mm -hmm.
1: um for sure you
0: know folks folks that uh you know may not know or you know it, what and what's cool is this isn't the first year right so guys and gals can go back and look at last year's this year's going into next season and, and make an educated guess and then that gets them into the sport and they're following along like that's what we need is is more outside eyeballs on the sport of kayak fishing to help help it grow so to speak
2: yeah and, it, and it, you just can't hide like you can't hide behind it it's the facts right so if you know, for example, uh, you know, I'm not gonna like pick on anybody, but let's say there's somebody that that everyone thinks is just this incredible angler, and is and, and he's and he's talked up in all the forums, and and certainly probably is a very good angler. But this is actually like where you can go and see the hard data, like how is he really stacking up? Is it just a you know something in our minds, or you know, are they better than they that and they we think they are, or are they worse, or no? Nah that's a bad thing worse. It's not bad. If you're winning anything, you're good, but you get what I'm saying. Or or is it really, this is where you can really tell, like you can't hide. This is everything pulled together. And you, you know, when we're basing, you know, power rankings for the the KBN does their power rankings. And, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, organizations do similar stuff like that and, and whatnot. So this is something that they can kind of look at, look at and just kind of base that off of instead of just a lot of, Fluff and hearsay and people, you know, just talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. They don't have any sure. back backbone sure. to what they say? Sometimes, just
0: yeah. It's not uh, a popularity contest. It's actual yeah. winnings. You know? Yeah. Which is good. We need yeah. that.
2: Yeah, and you, so, you just that, said you said like sure. I mean who who probably thought Jackson ma- made sixteen thousand dollars last year? You know what I mean?
0: Uh, I, I mean, knew he made a decent amount of money. I didn't realize it was that much. I got to call him for a loan.
2: Yeah, no doubt, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to say did was he. S- he was high in the KBF national championship. He was second. Uh, I don't know if he was second, but who, I don't remember who was second last year or was Jackson second. Cause he won it, it. Probably a lot of it came from, from that KBF national championship, but I can't remember if he was second, honestly, but anyway, um, but yeah, that's, this is fun. Let's see if we can get somebody over, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars. I know we had a, a national champion that won that one year, but it'd be cool to see if we can get somebody over a hundred thousand dollars. Um, one of these days soon next few years or something
0: yeah I mean we're close that's for sure
2: yeah no doubt man
0: that is for sure I'm trying to trying to find the results from that mm. national championship because I year. know he was up there and
2: uh I'm pretty sure he I think he was leading after day one and then day two he was still right up there maybe I just feel like if he got second. Second was probably maybe second was only like fifteen thousand or something and he won like something else, you know, got a I don't know, but but I'm excited about this. I hope you guys are too. And and then you know, it's free. So why not play it? We're gonna we'll round up some prizes and for next year as well. And and uh in the meantime, you're right. He
0: he took second, took second okay. last year. Konat took first, Derek Brundle third. Russ Snyder's fourth, Alex Cox fifth. Yeah. Uh, you took ninth.
2: Yeah, I was, I was yeah. there, and I was looking. Actually, was building a, um, a spreadsheet. So one thing, if you're an angler, if you guys are tournament anglers, you're trying to get sponsorships. I'm building a spreadsheet. I just, you know, started fishing national tournaments, you know, more seriously or a full time. I think I did the 2018 national championship, the the 19 national championship and then 20 is when i uh, started maybe it was 17 18 19 but anyway there was there's like 3 years in a row or a couple of years but um, but yeah that's uh, i thought i'd had four top 10s in a row but i actually have three for the national championship but the but the reason i was thinking that the previous year was the uh, the open they had an open international championship and i was like i want to say 16th out of like whatever 600 people so it was still a top 10% finish so Anyway, I've said that before on podcasts. So my bad, everybody. I, I'm wrong. I do not do not have four top tens in a row. But what I'm doing is creating an entire document of all of my tournament finishes, a spreadsheet. And uh, yeah, I, actually, I was 18th out of 326 in the open. And then I was fifth out of 751, second out of 461, and then uh, ninth this year. So okay. five, five, two, and nine. But anyway, uh, but it's something you guys should seriously do it now before i know tourney x keeps stats on there if you uh at that certain level i don't know what you have to do to get on but it's on mine all my stats are on there but create a spreadsheet of all of your finishes and make sure you put like the date the year the tournament the location what place you finished how many anglers were in it and then a a tab that actually or column that calculates that the percent finish because that that can matter too you know obviously if you tell someone you're 18th they don't really no big deal, but if it was out of three hundred and twenty-six, like sure, uh, like sure. for me in two thousand seventeen on, on Kentucky Lake in the open, that that's a good percent finish. So really, people should be looking at the percent finish, and uh you can it'll help you get some sponsors. Not that that's the main thing sponsors look at; it's just obviously one part of it. So, but yeah,
0: that's a that's a good tidbit there, man. I never really thought about that. Like doing a whole spreadsheet of your tournament finishes. Yeah. I should go back and do that.
2: Well, you also see a progress. That's what's cool. You'll see progress and that's what's encouraging because it's, you know, individual sports are tough when you're competing against a lot of people. Um, You can get down on yourself when you're, you know, in 30th place out of whatever, 75. But then as you see your percent finish increasing, you'll be encouraged that, you know what, I'm only, you know, whatever, I'm 15th place, but uh, but this time, you know, same 75 people and the percent, it just, I, th- I don't know. I think it encourages, um, it'll encourage people to see that their progress.
0: Continues to get better, yeah. better or worse. My case, worse. I always start out with a bang and then I go downhill, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get in my head, I get in my head. That's right. It can definitely months. show you
2: your consistency too. Like whether, you know, I think you can start to see if you're like up and down, up and down and just have crazy years, at least. And as a, an angler, as you progress in learning, you should it shouldn't be such a, a big up and down. It should be just these slower like curves like yeah. that. You know, you should be sure. more consistent. Um, so your median, like a gradual just,
0: increase yeah. with a few yeah. minor bumps right. in the road.
2: Yeah, exactly. They're not going to be these you know big up and down finishes like you're going to be like dead last and then you know ninth another one and you just you'll get more consistent. So.
0: Definitely, yeah man but there's Definitely. little
2: little things that can help you as you're you know as people try to try to uh, get sponsors and and grow their their names in the sport and their brands and you know it's it's happening big time
0: heck yeah man heck yeah yeah and if you guys want to go follow along go to fantasizer.com and then you can look up uh the kayak um national trail um fantasy yep. game and uh or fantasy kayak bass league is what it's, it's listed like, to uh, this year.
2: You can actually click when you go to their home site. This is the easiest way to find it. If you go to fantasizer.com and it's f-a-n-t-a-s-i-z-r.com. Click just click on shows and games on the home page. There's yep. like four four tabs. And if you scroll down, you'll see it. It says, you know, one of the ones that's created by our partners. It's called Fantasy Kayak Bass League. And uh, there you go.
0: Boom. It
2: explains it all. All right. Very cool. I'm yeah, all the rules
0: and, and how everything works is in there, so it's super cool, man. Uh, you guys should check it out. Get pumped up. When uh, when are folks going to be able to start signing up for next year? January first?
2: Um, no, it'll be. We'll probably be able to do it. Maybe January first. Maybe you're right, but I think we should be able to do it before then. Because like December. The yeah, because we've been putting in anyone who earned a check this year even if they weren't in the game already, like I said, they, you know, they get inputted. So now that they're already inputted, there's no more work to do. We know all the the anglers, right. We're picking from, I think we'll be able to start it sooner. In which case, um,
0: TOC is the last event of the year. Yeah, TOC.
2: So yeah. So sometime probably like early to mid December, we should be able to get something going. Cool. And if you want to, who knows, we could even, uh, talk to the guys at fantasizer and see if there's a way we can make a, a one-off game for the TOC, just for the that'd, TOC.
0: Just that'd so be you cool. can kind
2: of get in. We'll
0: that'd be see. cool too.
2: But uh, but yeah, I'm pumped about it, man. And uh Sweet.
0: we'll start drumming
2: it up and get people excited about it because it's like it's fantasy football time, you know. Uh, I play in a league with a bunch of my friends, and I, I like football. I would still watch it because I do like it, but my goodness, it makes me want to watch it so much more and be yeah. so much yeah, more invested. Yeah. And I think that that people are starting to see this game right here is a way that we can really, as fans, become invested. So even though I'm an angler, I'm telling you, I'm just one of the biggest fans of this sport and all the the really cool people that we have in it. So I get excited about the fantasy game, you know?
0: Do you have a, a team on the fantasy game right now?
2: I do. And if I click on uh, – Did you pick yourself? I did. I, I always pick myself because, you know, got you got to. I got to have confidence <laughs> in yourself. I'm trying to think if I'm, I'm not logged in – and I don't even remember my login. So wait, I can sign in through Facebook. Let's see if it'll let me do it. I'll see uh, if it'll work here.
0: Well, I scrolled through and I was looking at last year's standings and my good friend Craig Dye uh, had picked himself last year. So shout out to Craig. <laughs> Smart man. There
2: you go See, you. you are, I think you got to pick yourself. Um, yeah. All right. So I did let's see i don't know how to find myself <laughs> I been, it's, been so, it's been so long since i'm like i've been on here i don't even know how to find myself
0: let's uh you guys can check out the fantasy stuff uh we'll drop the link to the fantasizer in the show notes so you guys can check that out but uh drew you're up in lacrosse you've been doing some pre-fishing some looking around so uh you know, this is a tournament show. Why don't we talk a little bit about like what you do for pre-fishing, how you're kind of, you know, looking for spots to fish come tournament day and stuff like that, man.
2: Yeah. It's actually, you know, I I have a very backwards approach to it uh, compared to, I think most people. Uh, And I can only really do it this way because I do have, uh, you know, so much experience on, on the water fishing, you know, I've been, fishing all my life you know i don't want to go into all my history here but obviously um you know i've got some good tournament results and people know of and that angler of the year on the hobie side and all that so some credibility with with the fishing and that's all because i've been fishing like literally all my life hey dude i was single till i'm like i was like 35 right so (laughs) i mean what do you think i was doing right um and i I had no long-term girlfriends ever in the whole time maybe like one for like a year and all the you know the rest were short so no other responsibilities. I was just fishing, 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 and uh, so because of that experience, and and most of that uh, probably in about 2002 on became ex- exclusively rivers too. Before that, I fished or whatever, but anyway. So because I've seen so much water and so much habitat, and traveled all across the country with Hooked on Wild Water show that I hosted. And I mean, and back when I was with Jackson, I mean, my goodness, I was all over the country too, just going to different places. I've seen the environments that bass live in all over the country. So I'm familiar with them all. And I honestly think, uh, Brian, I don't think I've ever said this anywhere, but I think that's one of the keys that helped me win the AOI um, for Hobie last year, because I was just as, as comfortable on, you know, Lake Dardanelle as I was in Susquehanna as I was in the, on the Coosa chain. And then the tournament of champions on the, uh, in Knoxville, it was all like, hey, I've been to these places before, you know, I've been to, you know, all the areas of old bass before filming and whatnot. So I go about the pre fishing thing very, very backwards from most people because I do not I absolutely can't stand burning fish during pre-fishing. It's like the yep. art of not catching fish, the art of not catching fish, but finding fish, it's it's very, you know, challenging. I don't like to burn them up and, and catch them just because. You want to really when you have a two day tournament or a three day, you really want to be like hitting your stride around like day two. You know, if day one you just do a kind of keep yourself in it, but like you're hitting your stride and going up because you've learned more and more and more, and you can't do that pre fishing because if to to do that you got to catch them basically, and sure. So it's just hard to do it. So what I do is uh, I go and create a map. Uh, on Google Maps, I use Google Earth Pro. And this is like, obviously, like well before the tournament. Uh, when the tournaments are announced, that's my favorite time of the year, man. And I can't wait till we do a, a schedule show. I know Jimmy's looking forward to that once the schedules are out. And at some point, I just I make a map for every single location, right? So yep. I just, i would never been to lacrosse. So I made a new one on Google Earth Pro. And I added all my waypoints and the pins that I found with the satellite imagery study and I scouted around. And again, I love, you know, rivers and, and creeks. So if it's a lake tournament, (sighs) I'm going to try and find rivers and creeks that could potentially play as a contender to win the tournament. It's challenging sometimes, you know, there's a lot of big fish in lakes. They can get big, fat, you know, lazy, a lot of, lot of bait, but I kind of, most of my pins, just for example, are on, you know, rivers and creeks and back backwaters and places that are very, you know, very, very much Drew Gregory style, right? River bass and I sure. looked on wild waters, all that sort of skinny water stuff that, uh, you know, caused me to buy a kayak in the first place. Right. So I put all those pins on the map and then the, I can't get into the details now, but you can actually transfer that data to your Google account. So you can make a, you know, your Gmail account and all that's connected YouTube, you actually have maps that they can save um, online because Google earth pro, it's not, it's not a, something you can get on your phone, right? So you need to transfer right. those waypoints. And and it's good to use Google Earth Pro. And the reason why you're saying, why don't you just go straight on the internet and add those pins, you know, those waypoints, because Google Earth Pro lets you go back in history and time and look at different satellite images when the lake was lower or the river was lower. You can see structure and you can learn some things, uh, get a better better view on the Pro Edition. So that's why I use the Google Earth Pro. So then I transfer them to my Google account uh, online, right? And then that I can pull up on my phone. So now I've got all those pins on my phone. So when I go to a tournament, that's what I did today. It was my first day here and I, I drive uh, around. I mean, after I get the Airbnb organized and, and set up and, you know, that's like the first thing because you want to be organized. I actually don't want to skip that over. You want to be super organized wherever you're staying. Like, it's a huge part to win. I feel like the most organized it ever was was on Lake Dardanelle where I won. And maybe it's okay. because I was by, my, by myself and I had time and I got to bed at like eight something every day. I mean, it was super <laughs> not normal, right? You know, I know when we stay with friends and, and I got some guys coming in, Ken Morris and, and, and Clayton Hask, they're staying here and we're going to, you know, have, have fun, have a few drinks and just have a good time here sure. but if, if you can get organized super organized first and i bring the whole kitchen sink with me uh which is probably backwards from what people think i would do because they, they know me as a very simple little 10 11 foot kayak with two three rods four rods max fishing a river sounds you know one two tackle boxes very simple right well the reason sure. i can be that simple is because i actually bring everything and it's in the airbnb and during the pre-fishing i narrow it down to which three or four rods i need but it's you just never know when you're going to need that that one thing you know one or two things right so i bring it all right the motor guy the batteries you know it's a hobie event they don't allow motors it's here i might need it during pre-fishing it's all here but it doesn't then i build my tackle box for the event uh based on all that happened during pre-fishing and i actually don't take much just a few rods and a couple just one tackle box and some soft plastics what i've dialed it in because you know that's the plan. You want to, every bass boat pro. If you, when you see them with like, it's very rare, but when you see a bass boat pro with two or three rods on their, de- their deck, they are so dialed in. And every time you see that, that guy is in the, the money. money. Yeah. He's in the top because he's got it so dialed in. He's so happy with what he's found and the way he's catching them that he can just put all the other rods away. He knows exactly what the fish are doing and he's figured it out during pre fishing. So my goal during pre-fishing is obviously to do that. So I can just take three rods and get into the wild places that I like to get not break rods and have, have too much stuff with me. So anyway, that's my goal during the pre-fishing, right. To dial it into that point where, where I just need a few. So then, uh, today I'm driving around, right. That's the first step. The first day I'm actually out on the water. I never even launched my kayak. I have a little 10 foot crescent ultralight in the back. It's, it's uh, like 40 something pounds, super lightweight. And, uh, I'll drop it in and fish for like, you know, five, 10 minutes and on a lot of the pins that look good. Today, it just never really felt like dropping it in. I just kind of fished from the bank. And what I'm looking for is, you know, the water clarity, the current, if there is any, the vegetation, the structure, anything like that. You're looking at, at it because and you're taking notes of it and you want to take a picture. So every bridge or every landing or every ramp, or whatever, uh, canoe, canoe, access, whatever you found, right? That's a public access. And again, you want to go click on uh, or or download the far wide app to help you find out what some of the public accesses are. You can obviously see what they are in Google maps too and and find some of them, but a lot of them, it's easier to go on that far wide app, but you want to, as you're driving around, take a picture with your, your phone. I've got the iPhone. I take a picture every time of the water, um, you know, the bridge, whatever it is, I take a picture of it so I can um, a, uh, on the on the iPhone, it's cool because they actually have a map. So you can go and look at your places on a map. you, yeah. you can zoom in. I don't know if you have an iPhone, but it's yep. cool because yep. now, now I've got a map of exactly where I took that photo, and I never forget I don't get confused because when you first start doing this, you don't if you don't take pictures, you just think, oh, I'll remember I like that spot looks cool. I'll remember that. By the time you circle the entire lake and all the access points, the places you could see the water and you you take a photo. You are so confused on what was <laughs> what was where. So take a photo. Okay. Then you 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 know, obviously you have it in your memory what that looked like, and and but then you can start actually like pulling away pins and waypoints, like you take away, like ones that you know, this this wasn't as good as I thought, didn't look that good, didn't really see any bait fish in the water, didn't see any life, didn't get any, any even any follows or whatever with your few casts from the bank. It just kind of just didn't feel right. And that's why I'm saying I sure. can only do this because of the instincts that I've been you know, fortunate to gain over uh, and accumulate just over time. Sure. I couldn't, I couldn't pre-fish this way if I didn't have the, that understanding of the bass and where they live and what they need and the habitat and water current temperature. Uh, by the way, I do also take the temperature sometimes, not during the, you know, once you get into the spring and the summer, I don't worry about it, but I got a digital meat thermometer from, you know, just Walmart or wherever. Sure. Order on Amazon. And stick it in the water. And so a lot of the places I go in the fall, the winter, spring, it's important to have that and check the water temperature as you're doing this. The hardest part about this, and I try, actually, it's weird. I try not, the first day I try not to put the kayak in. And so, which is why I didn't today. The reason I try not to is because once you put the kayak in, you are too tempted to just keep fishing and just keep fishing and then you never ever get to see the entire lake and all the access. Sure. Points. And then that's because, yeah, that spot looks good. You might have caught some fish there, but you're not after just some fish. You're after after the biggest five fish you can possibly find, right? Uh, it's a different it's like fishing for a different animal. It's like redfish. you know when they, they live in the marsh when they're small and they're juveniles, and they become bulls, they live out offshore. Um, big bass are very similar because you almost have to fish for them in a different way like they're a different creature sometimes um, sometimes it is just a numbers game weeding out you know the small ones and it's, you don't fish for them a different way but but I mean you pretty much always do in my opinion even if because if you're weeding out a bunch of small ones you can upsize your bait you can do some things to kind of like fish for them in a different way but what I'm saying is they actually live on you know in some different structure different different stuff you'll notice all the big ones have a pattern so all the bass have a pattern i've been catching fish here catching but the big ones have a pattern within the pattern that's that's the big fish pattern sure sure
0: sure sure.
2: anyway i i I went around i never put it in today because i wanted to see as much as i can because i because here's why you want to see the entire body of water like you don't know if let's think about the last home you bought in a town you just moved to I mean, how do you really know what a good deal is or what a good house is if you haven't seen all the neighborhoods lot, all around yeah. the town? You don't know. Sure. There's a lot of examples I can use where you just don't know, you know, if you're buying something, you don't know a, with a vehicle, like a new car, you don't know what a good deal is and, until you kind of test enough of them, you know, all of them to really, you know, even kayaks, dude, just getting in yeah. all the kayaks, yeah. paddling. We, we say it all the time, demo, go demo a kayak. demo.
0: demo, demo. Uh, you
2: know, you're going to have your pro staffers and everybody saying, buy, the, buy a new canoe, buy a yeah. Kobe, buy a Crescent, whatever, you know. But really, if you just go and test them all, then you'll know exactly what you need to buy because you tested yeah. them all.
0: Exactly.
2: And that's kind of what, you know, this is just more like you've seen them all. And what you thought was good uh, at the beginning of the day, you're like, this is amazing. And you can, probably could have just put in and, and fished and, and cost you half the day or the or entire day. You may have never left. What you thought was good may not be as good anymore once you see everything. You know. Yeah. So now that you see it all, I've only covered uh, maybe one third of what I need to see. You know, I got two more, uh, three more days, maybe two and a, I guess two and a half. Sure. But um, so my goal so is tomorrow is to finish all those points, see them all, and I, I'll have a little time tomorrow, I think, because I have a whole day today. I just had half a day because I was getting organized. But then uh, I'll be able to put my kayak in some tomorrow and, and actually, you know, really I- expand a little bit in some areas. But even if I put it in, if I start catching, if I catch a 16, 17, 18 inch fish, I'm not going to keep fishing. Yeah,
0: There's no point,
2: right. you know, like I'm burning. Right. I want to burn the fish. I want to find another spot because if once you catch those fish, that's like exciting to me because I can leave and go find more juice. Most people say this is amazing. They just keep fishing because it's fun. I get it; dude. it's it's fun. Sure. It's hard. It's so sure. hard to stop catching them when you're having fun. But you got to have the willpower to do it if you want to be, you know, at at you know, elite level of you know any fishing bass or kayak whatever. You got to have that willpower to stop because you got two two days or three days or whatever your tournament length is, where you can just whale on them as hard as, as you want, you know. So. Um, I should be able to see a good a good bit. The other reason why you want to find find as many places as possible because, A, maybe there are bigger fish somewhere else. Even if you catch a big fish there, 16, sure. 17, 18-inch here in Lacrosse, you might find bigger ones somewhere else. So that's the first thing. The other thing is um, the weather and rain can change, especially if you're, you are fishing creeks and rivers. It can change. That spot might have been good then, but it might be just blown out by the time the tournament hits, right? So you need to have backup plans of on backup plans. Yeah. And then the other reason is because you show up on tournament morning, dude, and five other people are there and you're in a small area and you thought you were the only one that found it. Right. You need something else because nobody's winning anything at that point. Right. And so you, you just need to, you need to keep finding as many like a plus spots as possible. And then you'll expand on them in the tournament and make your decisions based on whether what's happening. If, if, if people are at the same ramp or whatever that morning, you can adjust. So that's kind of my, my plan, man. And uh, tomorrow I'll be hitting more of the uh, the rivers and, and, and creeks and the backwaters and just kind of checking it all out and seeing if I can't find some more big ones. I caught some decent ones today. I mean, some 16, 17-inch fish for sure. But, uh, you know, there's definitely got to be some, some 18, 19s, and 20s around here somewhere. And, again, I can't complain, dude. Catching those fish from the bank. <laughs> that's a good that's that's a good sign from the bank so. yeah
0: heck yeah um yeah there's definitely some uh some very very nice fish up in that area for sure
2: yeah man absolutely so i'm pumped can't wait hopefully that helps you guys cool, understand man. the pre pre-fishing and then you know we'll get into a tournament some other time on a on a episode where we don't have you know a, a tournament to recap you know i'll, I'll sure, talk about sure 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 the actual tournament day and the, the decisions you got to make that that can make it or break it for you.
0: Very cool. I like it, man. Well, we're at that time too, where, where schedules are being made for next year. So like, what are, what are some key things that you'd like to see, or you're looking forward to uh, once these schedules get announced for next season?
2: Yeah. So I know we wanted to talk schedules. So what I, I want to say is a couple things. One, you know, it's always nice when the schedules do come out early, but it's a trickle down effect. You know, I think they're uh, like Bass has to wait on the elite and the, and the, you know, the opens and then the, the nation and all the other stuff they got going on. And then I know that theirs is almost done though because of last year. So that's good. I know Hobie is on top of things. They're going to have theirs out probably right after the TOC or maybe even before. I wouldn't even be shocked if they announced it at the TOC. And sure. then K- KBF is, uh, you know, consolidated thing for the trail series. They should have theirs out. But obviously, you know, we want to see the trails work together uh, because the anglers at this point in time, as we noted earlier with the fantasy game, we do fish all three, right? And then obviously people fish the regional stuff like the paddle and fin trail that you guys are kicking butt with and uh, all the other regional and local stuff too. So the sooner those national trails get their schedules out, the easier it is for the local and regional guys, right? So that's the obvious thing yep. we, we'd like to see. And hopefully, some you know that some tournament trails out there listen to this and they can take notes. But um, what I would like to see is just some some new bodies of water continuing to come into the mix. And of course, we'll always have you know some new ones. But I just hope they reach out to new ones that we have not really even heard of, because I feel like they they probably think that you have to have heard of it to to get a bunch of people to come and fish it, and you've only heard of it because the tourism department paid bass or major league fishing to go there. So therefore we sure. hear of it and it's not, it doesn't really mean it's necessarily the greatest fishery in the world. I mean, look at, I mean, the Sabine river in, uh, you know, orange Texas or whatever over there, not the greatest fishery, but the tourism department has money and they, you know, we all know about it because they pay to have them there. But anyway, um, the unknown places is where I want to kind of go because the anglers enjoy that the, as well. You know, if next year I pull up my maps and I don't have to cre- hit create a new map because I've been to all those places, that's boring. You know, the most enjoyable part, I think most English would agree, is the anticip- anticipation leading up to the event. Right? Sure. It's all the talk. It's it's, it's exciting. Like, how's it going to go down? If you go to a place you've been before, I mean, and at least go a different time of year. So Hobie did a good job with that on Lake Dardanelle. Uh, Dardanelle was in September last year. This year it was in April. And it was a different; it fish totally different. Trust me, I know. I won last year. I got like forty something this year. It was my my worst Hobie BOS finish, you know, to huh. date. And I, I just I got tricked by the fish. They weren't where they were pre-fishing. Anyway, <laughs> so it's another story. But uh, at least if they go to the same places, they hopefully will, you know, make them different times of year. of the year. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. it's the same angler doing the same thing in the same spot. It's this, you know, it can, it can be kind of boring, and it's not as fun for the for the anglers to is either there's no like research it's like hey i'm gonna go here i'm gonna do this that's it so uh we want to be challenged you know our minds you know we want to be challenged and and we also love fishing new water everyone loves fishing new water so that's what's so exciting to be up here at cross for me but I mean, i'm telling you right now this place i mean somewhere in the mississippi should be in you know kayak fishing <laughs> events every year this place is unreal all these pools you know all the way from you know minneapolis i'm sure up there above minneapolis down to wherever it stops being bassy, you know, north of St. Louis somewhere, probably they all should be considered, dude. This place yeah. is unreal.
1: Yeah. Um, it's crazy.
2: new places like that, like there are places on the Mississippi that have money as well. And there's a reason why uh, we go to Lacrosse. Um, and, you know, it's, it's amazing. They've got tourism department money, but we also hear about it a lot and it's marketed to us on those major bass boat trails, but they go there. Uh, a big reason they go there. Yes. The fishing's great but the sell signal is amazing so when you're near a big city you got sell yep. signal so they're looking for sell signal we don't have to so i would encourage and and hope that the tournament trails when we see schedules coming out we're finding new places uh because we don't live stream yet this is our perfect time uh an opportunity because one day we will be right we, we won't be able to go to some of the places we can go now because we don't require uh sell signal strong enough to you know Stream live, but sure, anyway, sure, sure, sure. I would just hope some new places, like like what about the St. Johns, dude? Like the St. Johns River yeah. is amazing, but not not where the guys go in the bass boat world. What about from Astor down? You know, the St. Johns is started at at the headwaters. You know, in the uh uh, what's the other lake? Um, uh,
0: Champlain, that right?
2: That have those um, uh, The lake down on Florida uh, River called the Headwaters and Stickmore. You know what I mean? It's like the the one that everyone goes to down there to catch those big. Christine Fisher caught a couple of double digits that one day and down there. Well, that's actually the Headwaters because St. John flows north. So what about different sections of that that we never see the bass boat guys go to? It's super wild, just like like this. The Susquehanna was a good example. I mean, even this Wisconsin River is big enough you know, to have some stuff. So you could do a tournament where it's like you could fish the Mississippi and the Wisconsin, and there's a lot of wild places. But anyway, I wrote an article on Bassmaster.com. You guys can read it, where I talk about how there's 100 130 lakes that are 8,000 acres and bigger, right? And sure. there are only about 40 lakes that are the size that, you know, in that 30, 25, 30,000-acre size that the Elite Series and the Major League Fishing guys – um, they want that, they need those bigger lakes, right? They prefer them to be, you know, really big, like 100,000 acres. Right. Champlains and whatever, like Lake Ouachita is just giant, giant lakes, you know, 70,000 acres. They have to because they've got 200 boats. Some of these, you know, the Bassmaster Opens have 200 boats or whatever, 250. Uh, you know, Major League fishing is smaller. They don't have to go to as big of a place as, which is why you see them sometimes not. And that's cool. Sure. They're taking, taking advantage of that small field. But, you get my point, man. They, they are limited to cell signal, uh, acreage of the lakes, and they're limited to whichever tourism, tourism department has a lot of money to pay them, which is right, why they go right, to right. a lot of the same places. We don't have any of that, really. we, I mean, tourism department, yeah, we need some money. We don't need the amount that they do. So I would like to see us go to these, new, these other places because they only have about – 40 to pick from every year and out of those 40 only like 15 or 20 have the budget to pay them so they are like they have like nothing to pick from we have sure. everything 130 8,000 acre now 8,000 doesn't sound big but 8,000 acres if you're just fishing a lake is not that big but if you if it's an 8,000 acre lake that has a river some rivers and creeks flowing in it and you got that the mileage of those two plus it's a let's whole say lot of water man it's a lot yeah, the site maybe it's got cypress trees in it. It's got a lot of vegetation, grass. So it's not just a lot of dead water. And some of the some of the lakes across the country have a lot of dead water, like Lake like I don't know, just big open water. You know, like Hartwell, sure, sure, Lake Lanier, sure, sure, sure. whatever you you name it. But like I just said, Wachita and Greers Ferry and all the lakes over there, and a lot of the Ozarks and Oklahoma. There's just a lot of big open water. So maybe not those lakes. If they were a lake like that, it couldn't be eight thousand. But anyway if rivers and creeks are feeding it, so we can actually go to so many cool places that, yeah, we've never been marketed, they've never been force-fed, but those tourism departments are dying to share the their area with the world. So anyway, I just really think that that's, you know, one thing that I would like to see change. Uh, another thing I would actually like to see, uh, and I think we do, just that could be uh, on a positive note here, not really change, I just want to say that the trails do a good job of that. They, they really do. I mean, we go to new places right now, but I just hope that they'll start exploring some completely out of the box uh, places, you know, that the kayaks really will excel over the bass boats. Another thing, another topic to consider is also the uh, the bass master elite series, the major league fishing, you know, the tackle warehouse pro circuit, all those major tra- trails, right. The other thing to consider is potentially going to those same locations because we should be going to the Gunnersville and, and, the you know, not like every year, the Lake Forks. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I feel like we definitely should be going to those big some of those big lakes where those big bass boat tours go. But um, what I think is cool, and, and we mentioned this earlier, we talked about earlier offline here, is if we went to those locations, just, you know, a few of those sprinkled in the schedule, because people do love to, to come to lacrosse and they love to go to Gunnersville and Chickamauga, the ones that you, you know, you do hear about that are really good Lake Fork. But if you go right before or right after the uh, MLF or, you know, Bassmaster Elite Series, any of the series that have live streaming, the tackle warehouse, pro circuit, you name it. Uh, I actually think that we should, should take their schedule, the, the, kayak fishing tournament trail should look at their schedules and always go to those same locations if they're going to go anyway and go right before or right after yeah and what do you think about that
0: i think it could go either way you know like um you know a lot of guys are going to take advantage of watching those live streams if it goes after um but on the flip side of that right like you know a lot of these kayak tournaments you're starting to get some live coverage things like that now you got all the bass boat guys looking at where the kayak guys caught all the fish you know
2: exactly exactly and you'd be surprised and and i'm I'm right there with you man i feel like there's an advantage to either way like it was exciting for me to be able to watch the the tackle warehouse pro circuit uh title championship here at lacrosse because i got to see a lot of the water see what those guys are doing now i mean you know the elite series was on pickwick before we were there this year I watched all that. I mean, that's fun, that's nice and all, but truth be told, I don't really, you know, I don't really fish anywhere a bass boat can go. That's just not my MO. But sure. I got to see a little bit about the baits, the water clarity, the the conditions. You learn a lot. And a lot of the guys in kayaks obviously are fishing a lot of the same water. The boats are, you get to learn a lot. But um, and like you said, then it may help a lot of the kayak anglers who don't have a lot of time to pre-fish, you know, if the sure. if our event is right after. Another thing that's a positive is it's before or after, um, especially if we go, uh, let's see, the week after, because you pre before. So yeah, right, right, there's right. a chance if someone takes off vacation time or whatever, it gives them a chance to go to the weigh-in on Sunday, uh, You know, the Bassmaster Elite Series, and that's just a unique experience to be there and see a lot of those guys in person and, and see the fish and see the whole show. You know, So that's kind of cool too, because then you would pre-fish that week, and I know a lot of people can't pre fish the whole week, but if you're going to take vacation or really commit to one tournament, it does give some people who who can do it the chance to go and see some elite series. Plus the elite series every once in a while does get a weather delay and it pushes them into a Monday or Tuesday finish. And you just have a shot to be there and, and see those guys and see all the, the show. And that's hopefully helps show the basketball world. We're kind of, we're there to support them too. Like we're all in this together. Sure. It's all the bass is the hero, not the boat, not the kayak. It's about the fish. You know what I mean? So we can hopefully stay again. I wrote another article on bassmaster.com that's that touches on this topic. You know, we want to show them like we're supporting them. We're not in competition with the bass boat world. We don't want to merge into their lane too far. We want to stay and doing our thing, but uh, but share that that mutual love of the bass. So anyway, that's Take a care. cool thought about having Take it care. before. But anyway, if you flip-flop it and the bass or major league fishing events are after us like you said then they they actually I know for a fact that um, I was talking to somebody I think it was Champlain um B- Brock Mosley in the elite series and Hank Cherry I believe I think hank is maybe with the but they were asking uh, stormy from Dakota Lithium uh, how the kayak guys do that you know they were checking up on how we did because they had an event. I believe it was champlain after
0: yeah right so after you guys
2: they were yeah they were definitely actually yeah it was after so and it's able to they're able to see the other thing it does is it lets the uh, the major media not just the kayak fishing media which all already follows what we do but if we can ever start to creep in and get some some mentions in the major mainstream like bass boat you know i say bass boat but it really is bass boat but it should just yeah. be bass world but it's bass boat world media i think if we uh next year i'm, I'm very confident we're going to have a length to weight calculator in the standings column on some of these um scoring that we use whether it's tourney x fishing chaos whatever i think because i've been working and talking to them saying we need to you know get this in there right so and dwayne wally's mentioned putting it in there so hopefully we'll have a link to weight calculator in our standings and what that will do let's say we go the week after or the week before Dude, the fishing's pretty darn the same. You know what I'm saying? Like a week before, week after, it's pretty much similar. So if you have that length of weight calculator and you see in the column that Travis Von Newman on Lake Champlain and the Hobie Bass Open Series caught like 23 and 24 pounds. One day he might have been up like 25 for, for two days. That was more than anybody, uh, I believe, on the Elite Series caught in one day. And That's he did crazy. it two days. So I'm just saying it would give us a little bit a, a chance for them to really see like the weights that we're catching again, no right. matter if it's before or after, and get us some mentions and get us a little bit of a little bit of respect to because I don't think they understand how well the the top guys in kayak fishing are catching them. I know we're not as deep as they are. That's a those are all pros, right? Every every you single sure, one sure, of Sure, sure, sure. We're not as deep, but dude, the guys who are out there. Uh, you know, you, we just looked over all of them at the beginning of this podcast. They know right. how to catch them as good as they could be on any of those <laughs> those uh, national tours in the bass boat world. But we just love the kayak, dude. I, we just love right. it. We don't. That's not our goal in life is to be on the elite series. And I mean, I've toyed with getting in a like an aluminum boat and competing in some of that stuff. It's just not. I mean, and maybe I will one day. I don't know, but it's just not my goal. And so sure. I think they still feel like, oh, look at those guys and their cute little, you know thousand thousand dollar kayaks you know little engine that could just trying to catch some bass it's like no no, dude like you could learn some stuff from kayak anglers that you know oh that's for sure if they had jody queen or russ snyder's on some of that national media or cody milton or guillermo or whoever you you know the bass boat fans in the world would learn some stuff from from them they would be surprised that wow like we're learning stuff from these guys like they were just we're all just bass fishermen we just do it out of a different craft but anyway So I like that idea of of piggybacking on the, on those trails right before or right after, man. I think that's really cool. It creates opportunities and synergy. And I think that uh, the other thing I mentioned on this topic before we uh, wrap it up is I feel like the, um, the kayak fishing world is starting to become like um, hopefully evolving into what the PGA uh, does. Right. So with golf, golf has four majors. And and it's just perfectly spaced out enough where they're not too far apart. There's enough drama and build up to them. And really, you know, there's really another one that's called the fifth major. But it's like four really, really big ones, right? And I kind of feel like we're we're looking the same way. And we got the KBF National Championship. We got the Hobie Bass Open Series. We got the Bass Nation Kayak Series Championship. That's three. And what I'm hoping is going to be – I know, um, you know, it's it's gotten delayed – the uh, US Open because of sure. covid um, I, right. I think by the time that was supposed to be announced already so anyway by the time this airs tomorrow it, it should be it hasn't been already but it's been uh, pushed back uh, because of covid so the city of cookville and tennessee covid's kind of like resurgent a little bit so sure. they're not going to want us to have it this year so it's all pushed back but anyway my point is i think people are finally starting to see that the the US Open uh, and the you know the US kayak organization is a catalyst for the KBF, the Hobie, the Bass Nation. That's not a competition. It's one U.S. Open a year. Sure. And then there's obviously chances to get on the Pan American team and the world's team. We bring the world together. It's really cool. Uh, Hobie does a great job with their worlds. Uh, and, and I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to be going to one eventually when we start doing that again. But, nice. you know, it's all in Hobies. It's, it's like, it's, it's put in by one manufacturer. You know I mean, this is a neutral right. entity that's, that's part of the IOC, you know, the international Olympic committee. It, it's the same ones who put on the bass boat, you know, world championships uh, that, that Jacob Wheeler and all those guys, you know, fishing it's for some reason, not, I don't think we understand the significance of what this could be for the sport. Sure. Right. Sure, so it's sure, a catalyst. Sure. And I, so I'm hoping and that if you follow golf, you know, there's the British open, you know, the open championship, there's the Masters, there's the, the uh, U.S. Open, and there is the PGA Championship. Those are the four majors. But guess how many of them the PGA actually runs? I don't know if you know anything about golf, but do you know how many of the PGA runs of those?
0: They run just the one, right? Just the PGA yeah, just Championship? The yeah,
2: that's it. PGA Championship. Yeah. The, the USGA runs the U.S. Open. They set the course up. Yep. They run that one. The Masters is run by Augusta National Golf Club, yep. right? Yep. And then the, the open championship is, is run by the, the royal RNA. It's it's the European uh group. sure sure so, sure 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 so the point is like it's it's really similar, dude. Kayak fishing is getting similar, like KBF's yep. running running the their one major, Hobie's running their major, bass is running their major, and then you got a, another like you know, like the US Open is run by the USA kayak fishing organization. So that's four majors. So I would like like to love to see you know, the U S open really fall in and become that next major and maybe ends up being a, a, a fifth, kind of like the, uh, the players championship sort of called the fifth major. Yeah, yeah. There, there's also the FedEx cup playoffs in golf and the playoffs, you know, there's a lot of money at the end of that. So there's obviously room for, you know, five, six really big ones, you know, maybe paddle and Finn will have, you know, be one of those one day <laughs> too, you know, with, with how you guys are kicking. But if y'all decide to do it again, I don't know if y'all are doing it, but, it, it's a lot of work, for sure, but um. Oh yeah. But we'll see, man. If 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 we can just get those four to be like, just the four majors, and everyone sort of just, you know, it stops with the, any of the negativity between the trails. Yeah, right, you know, right, right, Everything right. is what it is now. It's all shaken out. Let's just let's just fish them all and have fun and and uh, just keep continuing to grow this thing and stay positive.
0: Amen to that. Woo! I like it. Did you freeze well, I'm up? Glad on me I again. was able to
2: talk so much. I froze up uh, on you. Sorry, I'm glad I was right. able to talk a lot because I know you got a cold. So, uh, no,
0: I appreciate it, man. I've been like trying to save my voice as much as possible. So, but uh, no, it's it's all good stuff, man. I agree with everything you just stated there. You know, as far as the the you know the schedules coming out, you know, trying to get the relevance into the big bigger uh, boat world and and all that stuff man i think i think we could lean on each other and and just all yeah. do good together you know what yeah, i mean no,
2: no doubt man hey and the last comment on the schedules it just a bell went off when you said that uh, the perfect example of the scheduling and um uh, would be the, the trinity river this year no one knew anything yeah. about the, tr- the trinity and those those lakes that's the other thing that kayak fishing has the ability to do we can fish chains of lakes because we use our vehicles to transport, I want to, sure. to throw this in here. We can fish chains of lakes and we don't even multiple rivers, right? Oh, an area and have one hub and it's okay. Cause everyone has the ability to fish all of them, to pre-fish all of them. It's totally fine. We just want to support a community. And
0: sure.
2: what the other thing it does, this is super, super far ahead thinking these tournament trails are going to need support from non endemics. Most importantly, a vehicle sponsorship, right? Anglers as well. When you're highlighting how much your vehicle is running to to this lake and that lake and all around, because the vehicles are our outboards.
0: Well, guys and girls, Drew froze up there at the end, but I think you guys all kind of got the gist of what he was was saying there. Um, We don't really have any tournaments to recap this week, so uh, we're going to close it out. Jimmy Skinner will be back next week. I was just filling in his shoes uh, this week, and – so Jimmy will be back next week. Uh, I'm sure him and Drew are going to recap the event, uh, the Hobie event up on La Crosse, Wisconsin this weekend. Uh, good luck to Drew and all the other competitors out there competing up in the Hobie uh, event. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. See you.